This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, October 5th, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. President Bush has found the veto pen and is expected to have used it twice by the end of the week. That would make for a total of five vetoes in nearly seven years in office. But why now? Is it all partisanship? Brandon Arnold, the Cato Institute's Director of Government Affairs, weighs in. Describe President Bush's history of vetoes. Well, there's not much of a history, to be frank. So far, he has vetoed now four bills. The first three bills, there were uh, two stem cell bills and a war funding bill. What's interesting about those three bills was uh, there wasn't really a financial objection or fiscal objection. Uh, The stem cell bills obviously related to abortion. It's clear that that was a moral issue to him, and that's why he vetoed those two bills. And then the war funding bill, he felt like infringed upon his constitutional authority as commander-in-chief. He thought it had too many strings attached to how he could uh, deploy the troops. So that's why he vetoed those three bills. His fourth veto, the one that just happened this week, was over the S-CHIP bill, which is a children's health care plan. And the reason he vetoed this bill is actually because he thought it spent too much money and because he thought it moved in the direction of socialism for health care. So for fiscal conservatives and for libertarians, it was certainly a change of course and something I think that appears to be encouraging. He has complained about the level of spending in some bills previously, but ultimately didn't veto them. So is this completely driven by partisanship? Well, some are saying that, and it's certainly a reasonable objection that could be raised. Uh, it's hard to say if it was in, it's, if it's entirely because of partisanship. Certainly, he didn't veto anything during his first term as president. Um, during most of that time, there was a, a Republican-led House and Senate uh, for the vast majority of those four years. And now with the Democratic Congress, he is changing his tune. But there are some potential other issues there. Certainly his legacy as a president has been uh, criticized quite a bit and is in danger. he's in danger of going down in history as a big spending president. So perhaps he wants to try a last minute, uh, perhaps a last minute attempt to save that legacy and, and to go on record as actual somebody who, who cares about the size and role of government. Um, and some people are, are suggesting that um, just in terms of the uh, in terms of the upcoming elections, we saw the uh, the 2006 November elections overwhelmingly uh, won by by Democratic candidates. And some people are saying it's a wake up call. Some people are saying this was the the slap across the face that Republicans needed to regain that mantle of fiscal discipline, and that may have applied both to members of Congress and to the president, who are certainly trying to work in tandem to to regain that status as the party of fiscal discipline. Interestingly, along those notes, um, so that doesn't make sense. Interesting along those lines. Uh, there are conservatives in the in the House of Representatives right now, uh, hardcore fiscal conservatives who are a little concerned about Bush's veto threats. There are a couple bills, specifically one related to spending on veterans, that uh, President Bush has threatened to veto, and they are saying maybe we shouldn't veto this particular bill because there will be some political fallout. Certainly, anything that that's perceived as cutting funding for veterans groups is not tremendously popular politically. With regard to the S chip bill, is it disingenuous for President Bush to be vetoing a much larger increase in a program that libertarians would argue is not a good program? Well, there's certainly some questions about the political efficacy of his strategy. Right now, Democrats are trying to expand the program by about $35 billion. 
the president has said this is a good program, this, that we should, the government should be providing health care to children. But he only wants to increase it by $5 billion. Well, there's certainly plenty of holes to, to poke in his argument. And as uh, my colleague Michael Cannon has made the case, S-CHIP is not a good program. And I don't think a, a really strong fiscal conservative should be conceding even that initial point that it's a good program that should be reauthorized in the first place. So as it's shaping up now, Democrats probably do not have enough votes in the House of Representatives to override President Bush's veto. But because of the how he set the goalposts, somewhere between his $5 billion proposal and the Democrats' $35 billion proposal is probably where we're going to end up in the long run. And that's certainly not a victory for libertarians. But President Bush's veto threats have been much stronger than they have in the past. Absolutely. If you look at the bills that he has actually come out and said he will absolutely veto if if the House and Senate pass him in their current form, the vast majority of them are appropriation bills. Appropriation bills, for those not familiar, are the spending vehicles, the way that the money actually moves from the Treasury Department into the various programs and agencies. These uh, 12 appropriations bills, none of which have reached the president's desk this year, are virtually all subject to veto threats and all on fiscal grounds because they're spending too much money in Congress. This is very unusual for the president. Previously, we've seen him plussing up, adding funding, recommending more programs to go into appropriations bills. And the Republicans, have, when they were in charge, have gleefully complied. Now it seems to be a complete about face. Brandon Arnold is the Director of Government Affairs for the Cato Institute. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. You may donate to the Cato Institute at our website, cato.org.